0: From NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Congressional Democratic leaders and White House officials say talks will continue on a pandemic relief bill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the top Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, say they made more progress during Saturday's meeting. NPR's Claudia Rosales reports on where things stand.
1: After their fifth meeting this week, Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader Schumer said they're feeling hopeful about a deal, but they noted they still have a ways to go. They met
2: with Treasury Secretary Stephen...
3: The serious side of the J. Riles show is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network.
4: My father's conversation with me was daily. My grandfather uh, talked to me as a as a as a black man from Augusta, Georgia, growing up in the Deep South. Frightening, and I'm being very light when I use the word frightening. If something goes wrong, your first line
2: of defense, uh, you know, the parents not being there is to go to the police. If you're Caucasian. So but, I mean but yes, still, that's what you still, teach your children. Unfortunately uh, you know, it can't work for black children, yeah.
5: right? The, Being an African American is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful blessing. You have come from great people.
2: What I
6: love about you as my son is I remember when we thought about having you and, you know, knowing that we wanted you and watching
7: you grow.
8: You are the Muhammad Ali, you are the Malcolm X, you are the Martin Luther King.
4: You are an amazing young man, and the future is yours. And I will do my best to make sure you're safe. That's
0: it. I love you.
2: Why should I vote? Nothing ever changes. The system is rigged. Why bother? Whether you're trying to get dinner on the table after working a double shift, dropping baby off with grandma, or studying for exams, voting can feel like the furthest thing from your mind. You might even feel like it's just not worth it. But that's exactly what some people want you to think. The truth is, when we stay home, things stay the same or they get worse. But when we all vote, we get new ideas and new energy. We get leaders who share our values and listen to our voices. That's how we change America. And that's why it's so important to register right now and vote this November. And in every election, go to whenweallvote.org or text WEALLVOTE to 97779 to get started. And know that your vote will make a difference. You are listening to the 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 TJRS Radio Network.
0: Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Vice President Pence's Chief of Staff, Mark Short, has tested positive for the coronavirus And Paris Franco Ordonez reports that Short is the closest aid depends to contract the virus. Mark Short is the latest senior official to contract the virus at a time when the vice president is crisscrossing the country for campaign rallies. The latest positive case could complicate matters for President Trump in the days leading up to Election Day. Trump's handling of the pandemic has been a challenging issue for him. More than 224,000 people have died from the virus in the United States. The vice president's office said that Pence tested negative for the virus on Saturday. President Trump told reporters traveling with him this weekend that he had just heard of Short's diagnosis, but that he thought Short was quarantining and that he'd be fine. Franco Ordonez, NPR News. Two few others close to Pence's office have reportedly tested positive. A spokesman says Pence is planning to stick with his travel schedule because he is an essential worker and will follow CDC guidelines. He is scheduled to attend a campaign rally in North Carolina today. With coronavirus infections rising in the U.S., officials in El Paso, Texas, are making plans to take the pressure off area hospitals. City officials say hospitals may have to begin airlifting patients to other facilities on a voluntary as-needed basis. Mayor Margot says that may be necessary sooner rather than later.
9: To the hospitalizations, how many days it takes, to the ICU, to the ventilators, to, we hope, not... Desk, but the bottom line is we think by next Wednesday we're going to need another 200-plus hospital
0: rooms. The U.S. set a daily record on Friday with more than 83,000 confirmed coronavirus cases. Democratic vice presidential candidate Senator Kamala Harris rallied early voters in Ohio this weekend. From member station WCPM, Nick Costell reports that Harris spoke at a college in cleveland harris told a small socially distant audience at cuyahoga community college that the country faces multiple crises from the coronavirus racial injustice and climate change ohioans have been voting since october 6th and harris told supporters to get to the polls
1: we will remind our friends and our neighbors and our co-workers that they are not alone we are all in this together we're going to stand in those lines. We're going to do whatever it takes.
0: Harris says she will vote against confirming Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court. For NPR News, I'm Nick Castell in Cleveland. The Senate is moving closer to a final vote on Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. The Republicans are planning a preliminary vote this afternoon to end debate, setting up a final vote likely tomorrow over universal Democratic objections. This is NPR.
9: coming up next on The Serious Side.
1: What is it like to have cancer? Um, It's scary as hell to have cancer. I was diagnosed um, at 31 years old with uh, stage 4 breast cancer. Um, I had gone from my breast to my lymph nodes to my bones and eventually to both of my lungs.
10: The thing is, this is not a reality show. This is reality. And the rest of us have had to live with the consequences of him proving himself incapable of taking the job seriously. We turn next tonight to
0: the ABC News exclusive in the Breonna Taylor case, as a Kentucky judge now orders grand jury records unsealed. Tonight, one of the police officers involved in the killing of Brianna Taylor is now breaking his silence. What he says about the reaction to the Breonna Taylor case across this country.
9: Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ral show. With Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Spree, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle.
10: Appreciate it,
11: man, and thank you so much. And welcome, everybody. Welcome in. Today is October 20... 20 uh, today is October 25th, I should say, 2020. And here are the topics that we will discuss this morning on the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. I am a survivor. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This morning, we will speak with a remarkable young lady and hear her story on how she survived cancer. Can't wait to talk to her. Coming up next, he's back. President Obama is back on the stump, stumping for his former vice president. But here's the question: Will it help, or are we looking at a repeat of 2016? And stating his case One of the officers who were involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting is speaking out And some of his comments are mind-blowing We will definitely discuss that coming up third set But as always, I never share the stage by myself Let me introduce you to some of the very best in this business My big sis is in the house I love her dearly Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell from the Mac Vanessa, good morning, how are you doing?
6: Good
12: morning. How's everybody this morning? I'm out here. Everybody's doing in-
11: fantabulous, sweetheart. How are you?
12: I am doing well. I've been out here in the woods with some family members and and uh, somebody and else. And Trump voters. They, uh, let me and Bobby. Yeah, we. When I tell y'all that um, this time we are across the street, I'm looking at them. It's about seven to eight RVs, and they have I'm looking signs. at them. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen to me. They had Trump flags, and then when all of these black people came out here and lined up these trailers, 10 of them, I put it on Facebook, with about seven to eight tenths, honey, some Trump signs and flags got bolted up and put up. So they knew these brothers was packing out here, so I ain't got to worry about it. Alrighty then. <laughs> and I
11: forgot to mention that she watches CNN and MSNBC and I hang did. out with Trump voters so you don't have to.
13: And Love you, sis. Glad you are
11: Hallelujah. in the house. Yeah, Praise Jesus. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> in. All right, the man,
13: Do yeah. no, I he's call he's my, my little know. brother. He's the yeah. educated yeah. brother. Yeah. What? Oh, thank
11: you, yeah, yeah, tell Bobby I'm I, in I in said hi. Hello, Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> <listen>. I'm in <laughs> the woods. All
12: that's right, so now, the, the man. What do
11: you. Oh, oh, you want to tell me, Vanessa?
12: I'm trying to tell you that if I go in and out, I'm in the woods with no signal. I got one bar that's all I'm trying to tell you.
11: Okay, thank you, Vanessa, for that uh, public service announcement. God bless you. All right, the man, who I call the educator brother. My little brother, I've been knowing this man for 30 years. I tell you what, every time he speaks, you know, I sit up in my chair a little bit. He is the man, Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning,
4: good morning, good morning. Uh, My my, my brother, you are far too kind uh, in in your analogy and introduction of myself uh, so allow me an opportunity to 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 come down from the clouds and, and know that uh, <laughs> I serve a, a, a mighty God who has, uh, obviously blessed me with knowing you as you reminded me last year 34 years all right so yes sir uh, definitely glad to be in in, in, in existence today uh, you know certainly. Thank God for his grace and mercy and the opportunity to serve each day. Miss um, Vanessa, good morning. Uh, Les, good morning. Jay, good morning. Brother Jerome, good morning. And Dr. Williams, good morning. And to all the listeners who allow us not to come to their home, good morning. Uh, Jay, I will say this here, I think that Miss um, Vanessa's official title should be your robe and correspondence, because every she <laughs> she's on the road, <laughs> Every week she's on the road giving us giving us a a, a, a full overview of a life of a well prepared retiree, and I pray that she's enjoying herself out there in the elements. But uh, again, good morning.
11: Appreciate you, Manny. You know, ditto back at you. All right, the man who gets the first and last word. He's really the one that runs every damn thing around here. He's large and in charge and uh I would give my two left feet for this man, even though I only have one left foot, but the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, my brother. How are you doing? Two left feet. Wow.
3: Good morning, sir, how are you doing? Uh Hawk the President. Hawk the President. Um yes. All
13: right.
3: <laughs> Uh good morning Vanessa. Uh too much. Too good morning, Mariana Music. <laughs> good morning, uh, Kathleen and to my brother Jerome. Good morning to you, sir
11: appreciate it number three four seven eight five oh one two seventy two you can jump into the world famous chat room which should be open and make your comments there or you can hang out all, on all the social media websites that we monitored throughout the course of the day uh, and during the course of the show and speak your piece there or if you want to call in once again you can call the number but if you are shy we will read your comments during the channel box section of the show we're glad that you're on board thank you thank you thank you so much for allowing us to come into your homes every Sunday morning, right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Jerome is free, our brother. We love him. He came back last week after the death of his mother, and you know, he can just come back. Pop in when you're ready, Jerome. We love you. We know you listen to the show. We can't wait until you're back full time. But take your time and make sure that you know you get past this because you'll never fully get past it. But get to a point where It's something that you can bear with, right? And, of course, Kathleen Williams, she is uh, undercover. We can't tell you what she's doing. It's secret. If we tell you, we got to kill you. So just wait until she shows back up. And I hope when she comes back, Mr. Elliott, she can tell us what she's been doing because some of us knows what she's doing. And I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing. That's all I can say. All right, 347 One, two, seven, two. Thank you guys for being here. Without any further ado, let's get into this morning's show. And once again, we appreciate you hanging out with us. All right, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And the thing is, is when you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, it's not a death sentence. And so one of the things we like to do around here is we want to bring people's awareness up. We want to make sure we put information out there. And so this morning, we are privileged to have the CEO of Taylor's Touch. Uh, Miss Tanya Richard is in the house. Let's bring her in, Miss Elias. Good morning, Tanya. How are you doing?
5: Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. How are you?
11: doing outstanding so once again uh, you know October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and um, one of the things that we want to do is want to highlight the stories of people who survived because when you're diagnosed with breast cancer that doesn't necessarily mean that it's over if it's caught early enough uh, you can definitely be cured from this so why don't we just sit back and uh, why don't you tell us your story because I think it's important for women out there to hear uh, from a person who has actually gone through this or- ordeal.
5: Exactly. Um, as you said, um, when people hear the word cancer, they automatically think that's a death sentence, and it's not. Um, for me, I was age 39. I had um, just had my daughter, and she had passed away of uh, sickle cell the age of three months. I had been, you know, uh, pumping milk like we women normally do for breast milk, and I just started feeling a real bad pain. And everybody kept thinking, oh, it's just something in your milk ducts. It's just something that's going to go away from pumping. But that was not the case. So um, I went in to get tested. And sure enough, there was a lump. Um, I was feeling mostly pain um, before I actually felt the lump. And so, of mm. course, through the testing, they found the, the, the lump. But they kept saying, oh, it might be, um, you know, just a cyst. But my doctor pushed the issue and said, you know, let's get tested. And we found out at that time I was like a stage two. But because I couldn't find a, a good doctor at the time, I wasn't able to get into MD Anderson. I was going to some other doctors. They were taking some tests. They wanted so much money up front. We start going back and forth, finally got an appointment with MD, and they wanted all their tests over again. So it, it wound up being like a six-month period of time. My, my mass went from 2.2 centimeters to 5, which wound up being a stage 3 B cancer. Wow. It had started spreading into my lymph nodes, and um, it got very aggressive. There, What people need to understand, there's several different types of breast cancer, Um, There's like 13 different out there. And also men can get this breast cancer. Mine was what they call ductal carcinoma in situ, which means it's set inside the the milk duct. So it was, it kind of sits in one place, but when it's aggressive, like mine was, it starts to spread. So they had found, uh, they found a spot on my liver and they found one on my lungs. So they had to get aggressive. And I mean, aggressive meaning cancer uh, treatment every week i had uh cancer treatment every friday um 10 different kind of drugs for three months then i had to go through surgery and then i had to go through radiation which was every day for three months and um i survived but it was a it was it was it was it was a life-threatening thing at the time for me because you don't know But I always tell people I survived behind friends, family, and faith because they kept me strong. They kept me motivated. They kept me, you know, going to the doctor, uh, eating the right foods, exercising, getting up because I just refused to lay down and die. But um, again, as you said, early detection is the key, knowing your body. And the biggest thing for me that that I want people to know is that it's not always, For women that's over 50, they always hear it's older women. It's older women. That's not Mm -hmm. always true. It's always younger women that can get this as well. And they usually don't do the testing until you're 40. Or they say if it's hereditary, they might do it at 30. Mine was not hereditary. Mm -hmm. Mine came from birth control pills. So I had no idea that I would be able to catch breast cancer. So the important thing for women to do is to always just know your body. Do your self-breast exams. If you feel anything out of the normal, any breast changing, any um, discharge, any dryness, you know, nipple discharge or, uh, you know, things just not looking the same, get tested. Get tested. That's the most important thing. Let and it's also important that male can. Uh-huh.
11: Let, let me ask you a question, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but she said something about oh, you, no, you actually, it was developed from, you said, birth control pills. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so they was, called me, mine. They, uh-huh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. They
5: were just they were saying that mine was estrogen positive. So what that means oh, is wow. there was too much estrogen in my system that caused this um, the cancer to develop in my body because I didn't have anyone in my family that had breast cancer. So they were running all these tests. They have they do a test what they call her her two or BRCA test, a mm-hmm. test to see if it's hereditary or if anyone else in your family would get it or like my sisters, if they needed to be tested, and it, was, it came back negative. So they did further um, testing and come to find out it was from estrogen. So I couldn't take any more birth control pills, of course. Um, going through, like if I was to go through menopause or, or anything like that, I couldn't have any kind of help, you know, with hot flashes because it was estrogen that has to be injected into my body, and that could cause it to develop again. And a lot of people oh, wow. realize that it it can it can come from from I mean it, it, a lot of times it's developed from stress, you know, and they need to understand it's not just because someone in your family has it, it can be develop it can develop from other sources of things in your body.
11: Wow. Three four seven eight five oh one two seventy you're listening to the serious side of the J Rile Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at it its best so 20 minutes after the hour, we have Miss Richard in the house talking about her deal when she dealt with breast cancer. So, Vanessa, uh, do you have any questions for uh, Tanya? Do you have a question for Tanya you'd like to ask her?
12: No. She pretty much explained it. Um, Bob's mom passed away with uh, breast cancer, and my mom died with cancer, but it wasn't breast cancer. So I got a lot of information uh, when my mom was going through it, but I'm glad that she is on the show
13: explaining it to others Thank absolutely you for I that. think it's an important you.
12: message
11: to put out there now so, so let me Thank ask you. To tell you so now when you were first diagnosed when they set you down and told mm-hmm. you that you know this was the case uh, your first reaction
5: scared um, I cried like a baby of course um, I didn't know um, like you say every, the first thing you think is you're going to die um, I didn't know if I was going to survive at the time. I had just lost my daughter. And so I felt like, okay, that's why God took my daughter, because mm-hmm. now it's my turn. So, oh, you, wow. you know, you, you go through mental transactions, transitions in your, in your head because you don't know. My mother had to just, like, snap me out of it. And she was like, no, this is not a death sentence. What is our next step? What do we need to do to make sure that she survives?
11: Well, wow, so your, you know, mother, I tell
5: people.
11: your mother came mm-hmm. through and really was the one that said, okay, no, we're going to beat this. So if your yes. mother hadn't in, intervened, so she had intervened, do you think the results would have been different or
5: I don't the think outcome? the results would have been, the outcome would have been different because um, I have really good doctors and um, they were very, very aggressive when it came to the medication. But what my mother's interaction with me was more, Kind of a wake up call, because she. Mm-hmm. I felt like you know I kind of just coasted through the the situation. If my mom wasn't there, I don't know. I, I can't say that I don't think I would have survived. I just didn't. I wouldn't have had the strength that she gave okay. me at that point to say you know no, you're not going. You're not going to die.
3: Wow,
11: what a, what a story, Miss Tanya. asked man, uh, you have any uh, questions for Tanya?
3: Yeah, I, I, yes. Uh, thank you for for being on the show. Ma'am, and I thank God He saved your life, so you can uh, give the information that that, that people need. Uh, my sister, she had breast cancer, and it wasn't detected early enough for mm-hmm. uh, for for our family and for her. Uh, was early detection the key to 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 you making it through this thing, or was it uh, just you know you being you know? astute enough to just go into the doctor and say, you know, I, I, something's not right, because a lot of black people, I, I'm one, I am one, that would say, eh, <laughs> eh, I, got, I, got a, I got a pain in my leg, eh, I'll get over it, I'll keep moving on. But, you know, because we're scared right. of the doctor, and, you know, we, we'll <laughs> say, you know, 30 years, we'll live with this pain, and then we say, finally, I can't take it and go in. And I said, I knew if I went to the doctor, I was going to have this pain. Well, if you took care of this when you first went in, when it first got the pain, you would be okay. So is that is that the key to it, or how, how do you As far as I'm it?
5: concerned, what, for all the time, yes, early detection is definitely the key. And, yes, we we do not like to go to the doctor. We try to push it off as much as we can. But if you go when you have the first signs, it can be as early as, you know, the first stage, because there's four stages of breast cancer, and you have a better survival rate. Mine was a stage 3B, which stage 4 people normally think is terminal, But even people with stage four have survived. But if you go in, as soon as you think something is wrong, if you know, I don't care if it's the smallest little pain, get tested. Go and have it checked. Your doctor is going to let you know, yes or no, if it needs to go further. But early detection is definitely the key. And for me, uh, if I had kept listening to people saying it was just something from my milk duds, from me breastfeeding um, my daughter at the time, I, I might not have survived. But I took the initiative to say, no, let me get this checked because it, it, the pain was too bad. And I said, something's just not right. And I went in and had the test done, and I'm thankful you know, thankful to God that I did because it could have been a different outcome. Hmm.
11: Wow. Now, so you use the term B. Well, what did, I've never heard someone say uh, stage 3B. What exactly does that mean?
5: So they, the stages are 1 through 4, and then they have A and okay. B. A is when it hasn't been um, – it hasn't uh, progressed where it has um, moved into an, another section. It hasn't spread. It basically, when it's a B, okay. it means that it's a it has spread it into a another section of the body. For me, it went to my left lymph nodes and my left arm. So all of those have oh, wow. to be removed. So I have I also have a lymphedema, which doesn't go away. You have it for the rest of your life, but it's just a matter of uh, swelling. Uh, that happens in your arm because you don't have Any blood flow there anymore because They have removed those lymph nodes so that The cancer would not develop and your Lymphatic system you know Goes through your bloodstream So it's like that's a, another step To say that um, it could get Worse basically Wow 3, 4, 7, Go ahead A is more I'm controlled sorry. B, A is more controlled B is when it starts to spread Wow,
11: that's good information. Never heard that before. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, Johnny D, man, uh, floor is yours.
4: Good morning, my sister Tanya. Um, good
5: morning. Good
4: morning. I, I am certainly taken by your testimony, and thank God for his grace and mercy on on you and you and your family and your ability to be able to to capture, you know, your your, your testimony and provide it in a real coherent manner. Um, um, The questions that I have, and it's twofold, and certainly um, one of them, uh, I'm going to ask you about the the National Cancer Institute and the report earlier this year where uh, Donald Trump's budget uh, will cut out nearly 600 million dollars to cancer research so I wanted to get your take on that but then also I wanted to know more about Taylor's Touch okay
5: Um, my take on the president and his um, ordeal to cut the funding is uh, absurd to say the least Um, a lot of people that go through these cancer diagnoses including myself it's not, it's not always affordable. I don't care how much insurance you have. I don't care what kind of insurance you have. It's very expensive for the drugs that actually save your life. I still have a bill, and I'm 11 years cancer-free this year. And it helps those doctors do more research, and it helps them to be able to come up with more testing. It helps them to um, be able to di- you know, have, have diagnoses that can show you know, earlier signs, because there is cancer out there other than breast cancer that people don't even know that are in their body. And it's because of different tests that they were able to do. So cutting that funding out, I think, is just crazy because a lot of people survive this because of going to the doctor early, getting early detection, and being able to be administered the um, the medication. And a lot of these hospitals do it Prior to you having insurance, not having insurance, because they're more concerned about saving a life than to get that bill. So for him to cut that, I, um, it, it hurts, you know, for him to even think of, you know, that that's not important because it's extremely important, extremely important.
4: And, and, you know, ha- ha- having, having, you know, you're dealing with this uh, in, in real time. Uh, Like I say, I've had some some ailments, some injuries, and insurance have covered it. So I've never had anything uh, of of this magnitude in regards to, you know, uh, tapping into my resources. I've always had good health insurance, um, and knowing that what 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 this this and excuse me, because I don't want to politicize this thing, but I ref I reference. Uh, this this criminal that's in Washington posing as the president as a reprobate. Mm-hmm. So knowing that this mm-hmm. reprobate is is a li- is looking to eliminate uh, the Affordable Care Act, how how would that impact a, a a a a person who's being treated for cancer?
5: That would impact them tremendously. I mean, at, at that point, people will probably start thinking death sentences because they won't really have the health care that is needed because like you said you went to the doctor and you didn't have the bills you had good insurance and I, I I feel like I have good insurance as well but insurance doesn't cover everything that needs to go into the treatment of cancer so you have a I mean it's so many I had 10 different medications that was given to me at once and you know sometimes insurance is the 80 20s and you have to come out of your pocket with 20 percent and then you have those that don't even have insurance so to cut it out automatically, it's gonna. The, I I think the survival rate is gonna drop because they can't. Hospitals just can't treat everyone for free. They've got to be yes, able ma'am. to survive. They've got to be able to, you know, con, you know, continue to um, to keep the doors open and lights on and you know medication flowing. So in order for him to cut that, that that's going to be very detrimental to someone that is going through. Um, a treatment because it might get cut off. They might say we can't treat you anymore because we no longer have the funding, and that's just that's just crazy and it is mean, it, absurd. But you. you know, for somebody that's fighting for their life already, it's enough stress on your body. It's enough stress for you to deal with, and to have a, a a medical facility that can take you as far as they can, you know, with insurance or without insurance. To have everything cut off like that, that cuts the hospital off. So they're Indeed. they're going to have their hands tied. So it's Indeed, it's just
4: absurd. And, and like I say, tell us about uh, Taylor's Touch. I like to know more about uh, uh, that, that 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 organization. So Taylor's Touch
5: is an event planning um, business. I do weddings. I do birthday parties. I do um, corporate events. Um, kids birthday parties, any any kind of event that you feel like you wanna have, we do proms and everything else. It started because I had uh lost my daughter whose name was Taylor at three months old and then born through my cancer diagnosis, it gave me something to focus on. I used to always plan my son's parties when he was little, all the way up until he was ten and everybody called him production because they wanted it was a lot of adults that wanted to come. And so when I started going through my cancer prognosis and I was in the process of being married, I planned my entire wedding and everybody was, you know, astounded <clears throat> at uh, what I had done. So it was like, you should make this a business. And I started it because it kept my mind off of the fact that my daughter had passed and um, it has, I've been doing it for a little over seven years now, and I'm hoping to, you um, you know make it one of the the top industries um, you know in Houston hopefully real soon <laughs> but, um, Outstanding. yeah watch
4: yeah. it well I tell you what, thank thank you for sharing uh, uh again thank your, your you for having me and, and, and your life and your life yeah jay uh i, I didn't asked a thousand questions so i'm a i'm a <laughs> i'm a segue to you
11: <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir it, uh it's it's a beautiful thing i mean just the fact that you know A lot of people don't have the courage to come and tell their story, but I think that it's important for people to understand that folks need to to hear these stories. They need to know when their body is telling them that there is an issue. They need to know that it's okay to be scared, but they also need to know that, hey, there is hope on the other side of the bridge. And if you're strong enough and your faith in God is strong enough, you know, you too will uh, persevere through uh, the trials and tribulations that, uh, that come our way as we continue to walk down this journey called life. All right, so. One more time, let's get some information about uh, Taylor's Touch. I want people to, you know, a lot of people listen worldwide, but that's okay. You know, maybe you can do something worldwide. Who knows? This may be the the, the entry to something, you know, nationwide, worldwide. Once again, tell us about it. Tell us how we can get in contact with you in regards to uh, Taylor's Touch, and uh, how can people follow you on uh, social media?
5: Okay, it's Taylor's Touch, T-A-Y-L-E-R-S. T O U um, C H. Phone number is 281 706 2010. I'm on Instagram under Taylor's Touch. I am on Facebook under Taylor's Touch. And the biggest thing that's to remember is it's Taylor with an E R and not an O R because it was named after my daughter. We're an event planning business and plan any event that um, you, we, our motto is if you can dream it, we can plan it. So please get in touch with us. We do travel, so it's okay that you're your nationwide.
11: That's right. And uh, just go to the Facebook page. I was on there this morning, uh, Vanessa, and when I tell you that it's the bomb diggity, it's the bomb diggity. I was impressed when I was out there. So go check it out. And, uh, Tanya, listen, I, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you telling Thank the story. And You are welcome back on this show Absolutely. anytime Absolutely. you want. Is that right, Vastelis? Can she come okay. back anytime
3: she wants to come back? Yes, sir. She can most definitely. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And and the delay thank was not because so he was thinking you. about it.
11: Okay. <laughs> it was a delay. <laughs> hmm. can she come back? <laughs> she can definitely come back. Thank you so much for thank being here. For and uh, my goodness, what a story! What a story! All right. Thank you so much. Three four seven eight five zero thank one you, two 5. seven two. In this week's edition, I'm in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. You know Americans have voted. How many people have voted so far, Uh, Johnny D? What do you think, 46 million Americans have already voted?
4: Uh, you know what, jane I've been keeping more up with the state than I have nationally. I know, I know in our great state uh, the other day it was uh, over 2 million, and we got 10 million mm. citizens, uh, so 2 million had, had already early voted. So I've been keeping up more locally than I have with the yeah. with the national.
11: Okay, that's all right. So I'm thinking that there's probably about 46 million Americans who have already voted. Some people are early voting. God bless you. Matter of fact, um, I was uh, looking at something on Facebook where a young lady had a uh, sticker on saying, I voted, so go and vote, do your thing. But there are also Americans out there who are voting via mail. And you guys know what your president is saying about that, right? So in this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, are you concerned? that uh, your vote is not being counted. Well, maybe after listening to this story, it will put you at ease. It's time for this week's edition. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to the Serious Side of the Jay Ross Show. We'll talk to you in about three minutes. Keep it locked right here.
2: Officials with the U.S. Postal Service say they've already processed a record amount of election mail this year ahead of November 3rd. The coronavirus pandemic has pushed many more voters to send in their ballots by mail. And while there have been some delays in a couple of key states, experts agree that voting by mail has gone relatively smoothly so far. NPR's Brian Naylor reports.
9: Postal Service officials say they've made election mail their number one priority this election season and are delivering on that promise.
2: The Postal Service will not leave anything on the playing field when it comes to delivering the nation's election.
9: That's Kristen Siever, the Postal Service's retail and delivery chief, speaking at a briefing for reporters yesterday. Postal Service officials say that so far they've moved more than 500 million pieces of election mail. That includes ballots and flyers from various candidates. That's a 162% increase from the 2016 election. They say 100 million ballots have been sent to or from voters. Mark Dimenstein, the president of the American Postal Workers Union, says postal workers feel like they're in the midst of a storm, but that things do seem to be working.
0: All the reports that we're hearing are generally positive. Uh, that the election mail both to and from the voter is given a great priority all the mails being treated as first class mail making sure it gets cleared every day and making sure that ballot gets to its final destination to make sure it's counted. So we are moving heaven and earth.
9: The Postal Service, in part due to court orders, has reversed some of the procedures instituted by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy that critics said were slowing the mail. It stopped removing sorting machines and the blue sidewalk mailboxes, restricting overtime and leaving behind late arriving mail from distribution centers at least until after the election. DeJoy has been a big dollar donor to Republicans, including President Trump. Democrats on the Senate Homeland Security Committee, however, say that on-time first-class mail deliveries, including in the swing states of Pennsylvania and Michigan, are still below 80%. Receiver of the Postal Service says her agency is taking extraordinary measures, including making extra trips between post offices and boards of elections to ensure election mail is delivered on time.
2: Election mail will not be delayed. The Postal Service is committing all available resources to ensure the timely movement
1: of all election mail, and we have the methods and the mechanisms to do so.
9: Early in-
2: of all election mail. And
9: we have offices and boards of elections to ensure election mail is delivered on time.
2: Election mail will not be delayed. The Postal Service is committing all available resources to ensure the timely movement of all election mail. And we have the methods and the mechanisms to do so.
9: Early in-person voting and use of drop-off boxes has also been at record levels, taking some of the pressure off the post office. Amber McReynolds, who heads the National Vote at Home Institute, says as far as election mail is concerned, so far, so good.
2: I have not actually um, heard of any recent issues on that. Uh,
1: We've been tracking that quite closely. It seems to me that most people are getting through the backlogs. In some states, you can still request a ballot, um you
5: know, so if people are gonna do that they should do that as soon as
1: possible <laughs> because the you know, the clock really is ticking.
9: And the postal service reminds voters in states where their ballots must be postmarked by midnight on election day to make sure they drop them off before the last
13: mail pickup.
11: Welcome back in 347 2, 2, Minutes after the hour You're listening to the series Thought of the J. Rouse Show Which happens every Sunday morning Right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online radio its best uh, Glad you guys are back in uh, You know, Mr. Elias uh, I tell you what th- That interview with uh, Tanya Was such a good interview I, I-, I thought that it was something That um, it was very informative And I learned something this morning What about you?
3: I learned a lot. I, I I didn't know about the A and the B, and then I, I didn't know that the um that the birth control could cause uh yeah uh, uh cancer. I didn't. I, I learned a lot. I was, it was a very well well spoken interview, and I thought she was right on point with it, man. Very informative. Yeah,
11: that's the thing. I wish we had more time. I wanted to kind of elaborate about that. I mean, is that something that's on that's on the box? I mean, does it tell women that? Uh you know that uh, this could cause cancer. I mean, breast cancer. I mean, it, that was scary when she said that.
7: Yeah,
3: it is. It was very scary.
11: Wow, right, did wow. not know it. Yeah, so, 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 uh, ladies, if you're out there listening, and I know we have a lot of lazy, ladies that listen to the show, you need to check that out. Talk to your doctor about that because I think that's important. That was uh, that was a fact that threw me off guard. Vanessa, did you know this? Did you know that uh, you can catch you know, you can you you know, you can get breast cancer based on taking birth control pills.
12: No, I didn't, so I learned something from that. No, I did not. Wow. Wow. All right, there you go. But it does say it now that you think about mm-hmm. it, it's how many years, but now that you say it it does say something about, you know, under the restrictions or whatever that could cause cancer. So I guess I hadn't been on them in so long I hadn't thought anything about it, but now that you think about it, it does say it in the direction packet. Um but you know women just have to do what they have to do. So yeah, I don't they, think they do you know. They gotta do what they yeah.
11: gotta do to keep from getting up. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to do the right thing and uh wow, just make sure you uh take heed to uh what's going on. And of course, uh, you can, this interview is, uh, and this show obviously is out there for you to listen to at any time at your convenience. So, you know, if you're hearing this on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever day you're listening to this show, whether you're listening live or if you're listening, uh, and, uh, you know, in rewind, uh, make sure that you pass that information along to a loved one. Once again, aunts, mothers, sisters, daughters, um, you know, get out here and uh, make sure that you get checked out and once again like we mentioned all the time on the show men can you know men can get breast cancer as well so don't uh, you know men do the self evaluation and, and, um, and you know and see if you're good to go wow what a good interview can't wait to get her back on the show alright folks time to get into the next topic
10: honk if you're fired up Former President Barack Obama at a drive-in rally in Philadelphia unloading on Trump in a blistering rebuke. The thing is, this is not a reality show, this is reality. And the rest of us have had to live with the consequences of him proving himself incapable of taking the job seriously going after his successor on everything from the pandemic to trump's finances and reports that he's allegedly hundreds of millions of dollars in debt and has a chinese bank account listen can you imagine if i had had a secret chinese bank account when i was running for re-election you think fox news might have been a little concerned about that they would have called me beijing barry It is not a great idea to have a president who owes a bunch of money to people overseas.
11: That's right, the forever president was back on the stump. Uh you can tell he was in his element stumping for uh Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh we're we're 9 days away, folks, and uh this election is a monumental election. And it's amazing. You know, I have a beef to pick here, and I'm going to bring it up here in a few minutes. So I have to calm myself down because I don't want to be belligerent on the show. You know, every now and then I have these explosive, out, you know, outbursts about things I, I heard and saw. And 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 I have a funny feeling that that something is in something is in the mix, and I don't know what it is. Let's get started with you, Mr. Elias. You get the first and last word, Mr. Elias. Was it good to see Barack Obama? Are Beijing Barry back out there stumping for the vice president and the senator? Miss yes. Turn your mic on. What, well, Vanessa? Since was he very, is doing something.
3: Was nice to are you you got your mic on, sir. Yeah, yeah. It was very. It was very nice to see that somebody, uh, somebody is speaking coherent sentences, man. Not somebody says we're going to have health care. We're gonna have we're gonna have the best health care ever. It's gonna be nice care. It's gonna be better than any other health care you ever had. Well, what is gonna it happen? It's gonna happen in two weeks where one of the two weeks will happen. You've been in office like when he was yeah, it was very nice to see. It was very nice to see somebody who was speaking coherent sentences, man. And you know, just look you know, just, just looking at this like like Johnny D said, reprobate. He's in Wisconsin telling them that because, of the test, because they're testing positive, that, that causes the doctors to get more money. This is unreal. It is unprecedented. How can you vote for somebody like this when there's 226,000 people dead from this virus? And, and the doctors in Wisconsin are doing this to get more money? Are you kidding me?
11: man is ignorant he's just ignorant oh he's, he, you know let, let me let me let me go to you Vanessa because l- let me tell you something first of all here's my question for you do you think that there's a remote possibility that this man will win re-election yes I do you know what I feel the same damn way I do
12: I do, I do. and I'm going to tell you about well, here in a second go ahead People cannot get uh, complacent because the polls are saying how far Joe Biden is leading. What people do need to understand is that the Cubans think that Biden is a socialist. And Cubans are afraid of socialists. And they are getting Trump votes. The next thing is one of my classmates sent me something through Messenger on Facebook that said 46% of the African-American men were voting for Trump. And when I said to him, that is not true. It might be 10%, but it is not 46%. And he said, well, I believe it. Just everybody needs to get out there and vote. And I wanted to look at him through Facebook like, do you not see my Facebook page where I am begging people to go blue every day, three times a day? You see my board. You see what I post. So, you know, People believe that garbage that they read, that they see, because they don't have time to look at the news. And I do believe, Jay, that there is a chance that he can win. I Because you got those people that he calls the quiet crowd. And the quiet crowd that he talks about all the time, he slides it in there and he makes that little emblem with his fingers, uh, uh, meaning white supremacists. You, I'm telling y'all. The quiet people are the ones that's gonna do it. You got some black people that's gonna do it because you got now you got P Diddy and you got Ice Cube and you got fifty cents. Now I'm gonna call him forty cents because he ain't no good. So fifty cents is out there trying to promote Trump. So you know what? You got some black kids that don't have good sense and they don't follow him. So yeah, I think Trump got a chance of doing it. I sure do. I hate it, but I sure do.
11: You know what, you have, okay, before I go to Johnny D, you, you, you've given me a perfect segue to uh, jump on this, uh, this soapbox. Because just like what you just said is what, what alarms me the most. Let me play a clip, and then we're going to talk about it on the other side, because I was pissed when I heard this uh, earlier this week. Let's listen to some young African-American women talking about why they are undecided. Listen to this, and we'll talk on the other side
2: what are you looking for what do you need to hear let's start at the crime bill and the fact that he has not not only not apologized not only Joe not, Biden yeah. he is not he has not only not rectified every time he reverts back to well it was some the black caucus members in the, in the church where they were with it too okay you fooled them as well you know you never said I'm sorry you know it's like I didn't do it.
1: I want to hear an ironclad plan. I don't want to
2: hear if this or if that or after the election. Does the presence of Kamala Harris on the Democratic ticket sway you at all? No. Not at all. I don't know who said she had our vote. She does not. We were supposed to grab on to Kamala with the black girl magic, but that didn't happen because she, she didn't right or wrong. Like, I hold officials accountable. I don't care what color you are. And I think that too often we automatically think that because someone looks like you that they're going to have your best interests at heart, and that's that's just not simply true.
11: When I heard that, when I watched that interview, I was pissed off because this is the type of nonsense that's going to put this fool back in office. First of all, they think they know what the hell they're talking about, and they don't. Because he's already apologized for those comments. He's already said that, hey, it was a different time. You know, I would have done something differently. But they get caught up on this stuff. Black girl magic. Oh, man, when I tell you, I was. Have you ever seen the cartoon Johnny D where you see Wally Coyote blow his top and and the dynamite comes out of his head? That was me. That was me <laughs> Because this is the type of garbage that goes down Johnny D, what say you? Oh, I was hot I was pissed
4: Well, I'm, I'm going to start with the original question And the original question was Could could uh, this, this criminal win a re-election? Not legitimately, okay? I think that if there is some... Some shenanigans, uh, some interference, then there could be a fraudulent vote, as it was in 2016, that allowed him to represent the 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 the, the, this country with the highest office in the land as as the president. So there is a a a remote possibility that he can steal the election. Okay, now. Let's let's look at this generation of, of, of brilliant minds. Okay, uh, I'm I'm one who believes that that this can potentially be the greatest generation uh, because of their their willingness and defiance to to go with social norms like i think we came down in a generation where we were conformists we looked at what america depicted as the american dream and we simply said you know what we're going to buy into that and that's what we strive for now where we failed as as parents um and and as aunts and uncles and as 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 grandparents and and as uh should be mentors what we did is we overcompensated for the things that perhaps we didn't have and we we birthed a generation that we gave everything to now they feel entitled so in essence the young lady who was speaking is speaking of this this grand utopia speaking of defiance but the question that i have for anyone who's still saying that they undecided anyone that's still saying to this date that you're undecided you just you just simply want to be relevant okay you want somebody to court you because the reality is is that you have a, a, a criminal who has had nearly four years and has done nothing but uh, a, you know offers a tax policy for the rich and affluent he has gotten rich off the backs of Americans his family has gotten rich and he has lied. I think the last survey with, with the lie detector people said that he has, he's lied over sixty thousand times, uh, nearly what forty or fifty times a day, in which this this guy lies, and he's still lying to the people. So the reality is that that that, that those young girls, uh, I don't know where they're from, or you know they they just talking to hear themselves talk. Um, in North Carolina, and, and it saddens me. Uh, well, you know what? It doesn't surprise me because you know again. I, I work with a lot of Gen Ys and the Gen Xs, and, you know, of course, I have children who are in that age group as well. And to be quite honest with you, uh, the, the, the ones that I work with, the ones that I talk to, um, even even in the church life, you know, I think sometimes we can empower young people by trying to encourage them. And, and what we need to do sometimes is tell them to shut up and, 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 and take heed to this wisdom that these 50-some, 60-some years of age is going to impart on you. But you know, they twenty years old and they think they done figured out the world, knowing that it's a whole lot of life. Now, I don't condemn young folks because like I say, I embrace it. Like I do think this is the greatest generation, but they are uninformed and too eager to challenge too eager to challenge the the, 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 the establishment simply because they wanna see change. It, let, let's go back to um the, the DNC. Let's go back to the DNC and let's look at the young lady out of New York, uh, uh, Cortez, who does that? What she did that night to get on there and endorse Bernie Sanders. I mean, so you she got a group to. of young minds out there who's just so defiant, okay? Because you know what? Nobody's gonna tell me what to do. But if you're still if you're still holding a measure to Biden and Harris, and you're leveling it with Donald Trump. And his criminality, then
11: you are a fool. You are a fool, 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 fool. Three, four, seven, eight, five, zero, one, two, seven, two. Okay, look, uh, I have the privilege of introducing this man. He is in the house this week, and like we talked about at the top of the show, uh, you know, hey, just come on back in at your pace. It's your schedule, but your voice is a much-needed voice, especially nine days out from the election. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit, man. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, man? Hey,
8: good morning, man. I'm doing good. How are you?
11: I'm doing outstanding. Okay, for those of you all who are normal listeners, we're going to extend a little bit past. We're going to get into the second break. It's coming up in about, uh, about 10 minutes. Let's extend this out because I'm going to get Jerome's take on this whole thing. You know, because we've always talked about how Democrats are their worst their, their worst enemies. You know, we, you know, think about the blue dog Democrats And all that nonsense that went down when President Obama was in office Here we are having black folks who are saying it. another thing that those young ladies said during that interview was Well, you know, I'm not dying into the fact that if I don't vote for for no vote It's not a vote for, for, for uh, Trump That's crazy I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? I, I don't get how you can sit here and look at this man who was Barack Obama's number two Jerome number two and the fact that you have Kamala Harris look we had some issues with her because of some things that she said during the debate but at the end of the day we're on one team and we, and we you know we circle the wagons and we move forward but there's nothing that this man Joe Biden in my opinion has done that justifies the fact that you're undecided at this stage and this whole thing where you take a blank, you take a blank for voters for granted. Get out of my face, of that nonsense, Jerome, what say you? Well,
8: I don't, I don't understand um, people like that. But I think um, folks, when it gets when it gets closer to an election, that they start to um, people want to be heard. So people act like they're undecided, where they should have just made up their mind. They're they're what's called uninformed vo- voters. And I don't actually have a problem with that. It's just like when I see black people voting for Trump. I'm don't really, i not really mad at them. They're crazy. But I'm not mad at them for being uninformed and crazy because there's, there's a calculation in that. We know that there's a percentage of people who are going to be like that. Now, so you just got to find them and some of them are just misinformed. So for somebody to actually use some old stuff against you just tells me that you're not informed. So if you're saying, oh, because Kamala did this in the past Or Joe Biden did this in the past And you can't look at what Trump's doing in the present I don't really know what to tell mm. you mm. Like what, what can you tell Somebody like that You know sweet We have people sweet. out here we have, we have people out here talking about Hunter Biden and what he did Like that. Like that's Joe Biden You know like that's him Doing it Well you have Trump just He's <laughs> literally going out and changing rules So that he can fire people in the federal government He changed them yesterday or the day before They're changing rules inside of that So he can put in appointed people And also changing rules And changing people's grades So the next president can't fire his people that's in there
11: Is that they right? are
8: going to lose I didn't know that Wow Yeah, I did that on Friday They're, wow. they're trying to put some changes in To make sure But that's not going to work Because any rule that a president can change The next president can change it back Right So you can't just change something and be like Okay now it's permanent You can't do that So you know But we're watching these criminals Like just work this stuff out And people are bringing up old stuff Yes old stuff can give you Some kind of idea Of somebody's character But people get to grow up sometimes And so you cannot hold them To stuff that they did 30 years ago you know when when what they did yesterday or the year before or 10 years ago contradicts what they did 30 years ago
13: <laughs> you know
11: so it, we're just, it's, we're it's just drawing at straws it, it, it's amazing it, it's amazing to me I mean when you listen to people talk And they were saying, well, there's more friends like us. We're recruiting people because they need to, you know, they don't sit here and need to take our vote for granted. They need to earn our vote, blah, 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 blah. Listen, there's some validity in that, Mr. Elias. There's some validity in that. But let's not act as if, you know, the bottom line is that, uh, uh, you know, look, it's really, to me, it's clear. I mean, I don't know what else the hell you need to see, Mr. Elias. I really don't. Well, How can you be well, undecided at this stage
3: of the campaign? You know what? Jay, I got a cousin in Cleveland, and me and him have been debating on on Facebook. And and you know, he's I'm not gonna vote. I'm not gonna vote. I it, it, it. and I was like, dude, why, why won't you vote? And then he said, because I don't like neither of them, neither one of the presidents I don't like nothing. I don't like them all. Neither one of them all, white men. So, well, you do know. That if you don't vote, you you don't vote for a senator or a congressman that you can put in place, right? You do know that in the national election, right? And these are the people that put the Supreme Court is in place. I don't care. I don't like them. I said, you know what, man? So you know what? I'm I'm done wasting my breath with you because some of the younger people do not understand what is coming their way if this guy gets back in office. That they don't have any health care That they're going to pass. They're gonna. They're gonna strike down all kind of laws against them. It, it's just. It's ridiculous that they don't even understand it. And and like Vanessa said last week, they're not. They're not that bright, man. They're not. You can You cannot talk them into it because they're saying, "I don't like these two old white men." It, it ain't about that. It's about who you putting in office. If you don't like what's going on, why don't you get off your ass and run for office? Or get off your ass mm. and go out and be a political force in your community to get votes behind you. That way you can change stuff. Why don't you get off your ass and stop complaining? This is mm. crazy to me. I, I so mm. sad for us to have the right to vote. And you're, you, don't, you don't realize that in 2032 that the Voting Rights Act comes up for another vote. And then mm. you take your voting rights away. But you don't, mm. don't want to vote because you're dumb. You're dumb. You, just, you sit on your ass and then complain. Get off your ass and do something. Woo!
11: Stanley, yes, words of wisdom. Vanessa says, see, invoke your name. I'll give you the last word on this set.
12: I just, um, y'all, I have just done all that I could and to encourage people to turn Texas blue and to vote all the way down the ballot. You know, but you still got people like my brother-in-law, who is 60 years old and can't retire after 42 years at a major refinery because he doesn't have any insurance, and he still won't vote. And so you probably saw my page where my niece, where his daughter voted for the first time at 38 years old. Bobby and I registered to vote, and I was asking everybody to congratulate her. To encourage her mm-hmm. to say thank you for getting out there voting. Her dad is 60 years old and has never voted. So that is the reason why I said, everybody, thank her for getting oh, out there God. voting. I want my brother-in-law to see how stupid he is for not casting a vote. And he can't even retire after 42 years at a major refinery because he doesn't have any insurance. I just sit here and look at him. insane. Mm.
11: We calling you clowns out this morning. We calling you out. We calling you out. Yep. Get your tail down and get the vote. We calling you out it's this too morning. Late All right. Because he
12: can't even register. It's too late to even register. So he can't even vote.
11: Is that right? Wow. wow. That's right. You're right. He yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, too
12: too it's it's yeah. uh it's a
11: shame. Vote. It's a shame. it, it, it is That's a shame. I mean, oh my god. It's it's what are these people thinking about? I have no idea. alright four seven eight 5, 0, 1, 2, 7, 2. All right, we're going to step out. Take a break. Steve, we see you. We'll get you in on the other side. Um, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm trying to maintain my composure, Mr. Elias. But, you know, when things There's like this happen, when you have people like this, when you see this type of stuff, it makes you start saying, you know, what the hell are we doing? What are we doing? Whose minds are we changing? All right, we'll be back after this. Wow. Ignorant people.
9: The Serious Side continues after a short
13: break. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena, and I'm Susan G. Comer.
11: At Bayway Chevrolet in Pearland, Texas, you know who we have on the line? We have Nolita, the Car Connect. Nolita, what's going on, girl? Good
1: morning, Jay. It's all good. How are you? Uh,
11: I am doing good. It's all good in the neighborhood. What is going on at Bayway Chevrolet?
1: Well, going on now is our epic and of the month closeout sale. I'm making deals on wheels. So if you work full time, you have five hundred dollars down. I have a car for you. If you're driving a wreck, come see me, Nolita The Car Connect. That's Bayway Chevrolet 5719 Broadway, Fairland, Texas. You can reach me on my Facebook, Nolita The Car Connect. That's N O L I T A. Or call me on my cell, 832 991 0220. That's 832 991 0220. We also have great lease specials. So Jay, I know you got good credit.
13: Oh, okay.
1: You can get get a 2020 Blazer zero down, three forty nine a month, or a 2020 Silverado for zero down, three seventy nine per month. Don't forget, truck month ends November second.
13: All right. You are listening to the TJRS TJRS Radio 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 Network.
10: Of us have had to live with the consequences of him proving himself incapable of taking the job seriously.
11: Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. A little dreary around here in Houston, but I hope that the weather's better in your neck of the woods. It's time to say hello to our peeps. And the folks who listen to this show, let's say good morning to our panelists first. Good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. Good
12: morning,
11: everybody. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday to you and the Trump voters. You do. Them. You go get them, girl. Johnny D. in the place to be. Good morning, sir. How are you?
4: Good morning. Good morning, blessed uh, Like I say, inspiring show, Jay. Uh, great topics. Uh, although we didn't get a chance to talk about Obama on the Trump. As much, so we're going to have to do
11: that as well Yeah, we have to get that. Go catch the dog, you're out of breath, man, go catch him
4: Alright, uh, Jerome's now <laughs> What's up, Jerome, man?
11: Good morning, how are you? Hey, good morning, man, I'm good How are you? I'm doing outstanding, sir, blood, peace, and blessings To you as always, Mr. Elias Good morning, how are you?
3: Good morning to you, sir Good morning, my brother, Jerome, good morning Talk <laughs> for president, off for president um, Good morning, Vanessa <laughs> Good morning, Kathleen, and good morning, Mariana. Music, and that was Hill Street Soul. Baby, come over,
11: Mr. Elias Can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind?
3: Yeah, we, we, uh, the only people I recognize in there are, uh, of course. Yeah, you no, know, our Co- very lovely Covina man and uh, and Covina man.
11: Mm-hmm. Rich sister's in the house. Good and morning, was, Rich sister. How you doing?
3: And Green Bean right. is in here with us.
11: Oh wow, okay, he's on your good side this week Okay, what's up man, how you doing? (laughs) Alright, the pastor's checking in How you doing, Pastor Jones? Appreciate you, Mariana Music is in the house Denise is in the house Hey Denise, how you doing? Uh, Freddie, Freddie, love that name So a lot of people in the house Listening to the show, we really appreciate you Thank you so much, can't read all the names But you can go to all those different websites And uh, we are monitoring the show Throughout the course of the show and we will read some of these outstanding comments during the box section, which comes up in about uh, woo, 20 minutes or so. All right. Uh, matter of fact, let's do this. Mr. Elias, we have a call. Let's uh, get the call in real quick before we get into our final topic. Let's bring him in. Steve used to be on the show. Good morning, Steve. How you doing, man?
7: Good morning, Jay. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Steve is back. And I tell you guys that uh, um the ca- the cancer... It's well-known in the whole Lisbon community that uh, uh, cancer sugar feeds cancer. And to show you how extreme personal responsibility in the country of Japan is, they actually fine businesses millions of dollars for overweight employees. So imagine bringing that type of culture to America where your boss is going to hold you accountable for how far overweight you are. And so that would, if we brought that to America, that would drastically reduce self costs. But yet, businesses in Japan get fined millions of dollars for overweight employees. They take blood sugar very seriously. Stress can increase your blood sugar as well. And um, so, never underestimate blood sugar. You guys remember, 144 uh, symptoms of high blood sugar. It's very destructive. Sugar feeds cancer. That's well known in the holistic community. The reason 100 years ago... Cancer was extremely rare. Number one, soil quality was a lot stronger. Number two, they did not have a high sugar junk food diet at that time, 100 years ago in this country. And the reason why people don't know that is because Rockefeller bought out those medical schools over 100 years ago, folks. hey Steve signing out. So I know you guys got to get back to the show.
11: All right, Steve. There he is, Steve. You know, <laughs> people, I can't wait to see the comments because people, when Steve calls in, folks have things to say. I mean, you know, he brought, he reminded me of something. I did have a, a follow-up conversation with Tanya, and she wanted me to put out to everybody that all, you know, all birth control pills don't cause cancer. Matter of fact, the the actual set of pills that she was using at the time, they are no longer on the market, so uh, I just wanted to make sure we put that out there because we don't want to send widespread panic out to all the ladies. You can continue to do what you have to do. Just make sure that you follow the advice of your doctors. Make sure you do your due diligence. Don't listen to what we say. You know, get out there and do your own homework because it's important. And I think that's the problem in the world today. People listen to other folks without doing their own research. The things that we provide you on the show is our, our or our opinions. And you can take it or leave it, but when we have people on who have actually gone through the process, that you take heed to what they say. But still, that in combination of your own research, and, uh, you know, that'll put you in a better place. And uh, we just, you know, we encourage you to do that. All right? All right, third and final topic of the morning.
6: After months of protests across the country and demands that the officers be fired and criminally charged, Tonight, for the first time, Officer Jonathan Mattingly, one of the officers who carried out that search warrant at Breonna Taylor's apartment and fired his weapon six times, is speaking out exclusively to ABC News and the Louisville Courier-Journal.
7: There have been marches, there have been protests. What was your feelings
9: watching all that unfold after this? Mostly frustration because there was so much disinformation out. This is not relatable to George Floyd. This is nothing like it. It's not a Ahmaud Arbery. It's nothing like it. It's not a race thing like people want to try to make it to be. It's not. This is a point where we were doing our job. We return fire. This is not us going hunting somebody down. This is not kneeling on a neck. This is nothing like that.
6: Mattingly insisting the incident was not about race, but police procedure. And earlier today, nearly three weeks after that grand jury hearing, a judge now allowing all 12 jurors to speak publicly about the proceedings, one juror releasing a statement saying the grand jury was not presented any charges other than the three wanton endangerment charges against Detective Hankison, adding that they did not have homicide offenses explained to them. Officer Mattingly says he and the other officers announced themselves that night Taylor's boyfriend Kenneth Walker investigators say shot him in the leg when the officers barged into the apartment we announced we waited Walker telling investigators he fired because he didn't know who was bursting through the door police body camera video showing Mattingly later getting help Brianna Taylor would be pronounced dead inside the apartment she's done We'll keep one person here on her. An autopsy confirming she died of multiple gunshot wounds. An FBI ballistics analysis later determining that there was one fatal shot that hit Taylor that came from Detective Miles Cosgrove's 40 caliber weapon. A grand jury last month bringing no charges in Taylor's death. Officer Brett Hankison, one of the officers involved, was charged with allegedly endangering neighbors when he opened fire, but not in connection with Taylor's death. He has pleaded not guilty.
11: So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the interview that Michael Strahan from Good Morning America conducted with this guy, um, I think you need to go look at it. You need to go listen to it. Um, The fact of the matter, let me start this conversation off with you, uh, 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 Johnny. Um, The fact that the AG from Kentucky, black man, have to remind us sometimes that that's the case, didn't present any type of murder charges for consideration in front of the grand jury. Let that sink in for a moment. The fact that the only person that was charged was an officer, and he was charged for endangering Breonna Taylor's neighbors, not her being shot and killed. And the fact that This officer says, well, this is not the same thing as George Floyd. This was a procedural situation. hmm. Let me stop there. Johnny, you heard the setup. What say you?
4: Jay, well, let's start off by by saying that misrepresentation of justice, uh, the attorney general's name, so that everyone can know that uh, when his time for a re-election comes up, they can get rid of him. Uh, his name is Daniel Cameron, and what he did not do, what he did not do is seek justice. Uh, clearly, over the last several weeks, you know, we've had an opportunity to hear,
10: you know, how
4: he manufactured the charges and would not allow the jurors to, to look at uh, additional charges other than the the three the charges for wanton uh endangerment now i did get a chance to see the interview um with with this sergeant Maddenly, and again it it, is no surprise at at the cavalierness of of just some law enforcement officials i you know the thing that i've always uh detested about um the profession that i've given so much of my my, my, my life and existence for is sometimes when we get behind that shield uh, we be- began to believe that we are a different being and we take on a different message and a different persona as if we're better than others and that we we that they should serve us and not them and that's kind of the, the symbolism in which he represented during the interview as humble as he attempted to be with it um Clearly, his facts were not the facts of the case, not the facts of the citizens, not what was reported. Um, You know, will there ever be truth? I I do believe that that the truth will eventually come out. You know, uh, I think in in life, I remember reading once before, and and it it really resonated to me. Um, They said the three things that you cannot hide, the sun, the moon, and the truth. So I think that at some point, the truth will come out. Uh, It might be years from now, but, you know, I thought Michael Strahan did a a real uh, thorough job in regards to uh, asking questions upon questions and getting some clarity. And and, and clearly, this young man doesn't get it. He doesn't get it, and, and it's saddened because... Even though he tried to portray himself as not being a victim, that's exactly what he was intended to do. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's just a, another round of emotions that the family has to deal with. And, you know, he, he did, you know, it, 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 at some point acknowledge the fact that um, it was handled from a, from a criminal standpoint, um, it was handled... I I thought he was alluding to the fact that it it, it wasn't any justice served in in the overall uh, criminal charges. Now, maybe I I may be uh, just being over-optimistic, but uh, again, I did see the interview, thought Strahan did a a great job. I thought Madeline tried to portray himself as a victim, and certainly he's probably looking at a book deal or something of that magnitude. Or he may be looking at federal charges uh, later on down the line and just trying to get his story out.
11: Uh, uh, Before anybody else does Yeah Um, Jerome Let's say you sir Jerome's mic On the still
13: is
11: Yeah I thought it was Okay Let's go to you Vanessa because I definitely want to give Vanessa Vanessa When you see this And you, you watched, I'm not sure if you saw the interview um, But like Johnny said The guy tried to make himself out to be a Victim That basically You know, all this All the protests All these different things going on Really, you guys are making a mountain Out of a molehill, this was not clear racism You know Blah, 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 blah A bunch of nonsense as far as I'm concerned What say you in regards to You know, the, the Due to the fact that this officer is speaking out, because remember this is the officer that put out that damn email that we talked about a few weeks ago, and uh, the fact that the attorney general did not even bring charges to the table—murder charges or any type of charges in connection with the shooting of Brianna Taylor—not the, you know, not the act of the whole case. The fact that someone shot and killed this woman, no charges in regards to that. What say you?
3: Did we lose Vanessa? Oh, okay,
11: Jay. Well, well, these mics you know what,
3: man? man.
11: You, you yeah, go ahead yeah, and take it. Yeah. Some of all these mics. Well, Jesus. you know what, Jay? Okay.
3: You know, first and foremost, how about police protocol? They shouldn't have been there in the first place. How about that? How about you do your due diligence and know that the person you were looking for was already in jail? How about that? And, and, and how about this sellout Negro and, and the, the Attorney General, do his due diligence, man, and charge these police officers. That's, 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 that's what they do. They, they, they avoid the issues. They don't come with the issues of what they're supposed to, what, what they're supposed to charge people with. You know, that, that young woman was murdered. And then you hear all this stuff about, oh, the, the boyfriend shot through the door. No, he didn't shoot through the door. Those people burst in his home. He went to work like he was supposed to but if you beating on my door like that uh, Hey, and you burst through my door. I'm gonna go to work because I don't know what you're gonna do I don't know and you don't announce yourself and there's several witnesses that said they did not announce themselves So if he was so, if, if this man was so So wrong in what he did why did you let him out of jail for, for shooting the police officer if he did shoot the police officer? Because there's been no ballistic evidence that said he did do it, so, you know. But my feeling is, if you break into my home, I'm going to protect my home. Where is the, the, the gun rights advocates that always talk about the first, uh, the, the Second Amendment, right, that you're supposed to be able to protect your home? Because that's what the Second Amendment said. He was protecting his home. Come on. Where's the NRA at in this one? How come they're not standing up for this man? Come on. Come on, folks, you got to see the full picture here. This is just insane. I mean, this is crazy to me. This young, this young lady they didn't get no justice because this this, this this, this, Uncle Tom Negro in Kentucky didn't, didn't bring full charges. Why? Because he said he didn't think he could get him. Well, did he let the grand jury decide that, sir? That's not yeah, I don't,
11: dog I dog don't believe that. that. See, 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 let me jump in there. I don't believe that was the case. That's
3: what he said. I believe he felt that
11: the shooting was justified. Yeah. I don't believe that.
3: So, I don't well, believe should, it was so a situation where was.
11: we're going to bring charges against, you know, we're going to bring charges that that's going to stick. B.S. I, I think that that guy didn't do it because he felt that the shooting was justified. That's what I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, he so I'm not he buying, buying buy that. Well, no, I'm not buying it.
11: Ain't
3: Go sure ahead. That. Ain't sure that. He should have. Yeah. He should have. He should have brought the charges in front of the grand jury and let them decide. That way was no there was no if, ands, and buts about it. So the bottom line is this this case is scarred, it's marked, and it, it, it just it does not set right with me. This is insane. This is this this case is just insane. I don't
7: get it. Yeah. Yeah,
11: three four seven eight five oh one two seven two uh is the call in number. Let's see if we have Jerome back. Jerome, are you back? Your mic's still, yes, still off, you fine, you're back. Yep. I'm here Alright there he is Alright yeah Because we came to You you weren't there Alright so give me your uh, Give me your take on this man This whole thing With the cops coming
8: uh, out Yeah I didn't see Michael Strahan's interview But I know it's um, I know it's thin So when you start Doing marketing Towards something So ridiculous Like You had a no knock warrant Go into the wrong house And then somebody Shoots at you And you say that You're justified You're not justified where everybody else is held accountable for the mistakes that they make. How come they are not? How come the police isn't? You can't charge somebody for defending their own home or defending their person. I don't care who it's against. So I don't feel any empathy towards any of them fools for that because he has a right to defend himself. You just can't just go through killing people and then acting like I was just doing my job. So for him to act as if, you know, the people protesting are... Are misled or something It's a part of what arrogance is And what what that whole Privilege stuff is You don't tell what people sh- You can't tell somebody what they should or should not be upset about Right It's just as crazy as I know I'm going to do this in the news But it's just as crazy as those people Who say um, they want to kidnap the governor Because they, want, they don't want to wear a mask uh, how, how you I don't know how people are thinking Like one Is violating somebody's space And the other one says you can't tell me what to do Right We are so warped in this doggone country For privilege That it's crazy So that guy can actually literally go on TV And be like hey Yeah we killed her but You know we, We had a piece of paper that said we can go into the wrong house We got a warrant to go into the house And we shot up the place we need, we need to change not, I wouldn't even say change laws Because if they were all black And they killed somebody white They would all be in jail The law would work for their benefit If that victim was white So it's not a law issue It is how we apply it And like Elias said The guy who's saying um, That he didn't want to bring charges Or he couldn't make them stick or something He's he just a part of the problem We have a problem That we need to
11: deal with Well, he's the problem. Well, he is the problem, and and I don't think he had anything to do with that. But here's the deal. These people are not going to pay. What Mitch McConnell is doing in Congress, they don't pay because folks don't pay attention. They're going to vote him right back in the Mm -hmm. office, and that's why they feel they can do what the hell they want to do. Vanessa, are you back with us? She did say she was out in the country, folks, so, you know, she may not have a good signal, so she'll chime in when she can pop in here. All right. um, So here we go now he, Now, here, here's my question to everybody here real quick before we get out of here because we have to get going we have chatterbox and on a need to know basis coming up here's my question real quick to everybody and uh, let me go ahead and give everybody 90 seconds on this one let me start with you Johnny D do you think eventually other officers will be charged in the Brianna Taylor
4: case I think at, at some point yes I mean uh, federally uh, maybe not state charges I think I think uh, uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron has already shown his hand and his unwillingness, unless they come in with a special prosecutor. So, I believe it'll be federal charges that will eventually uh, be brought against the officers. Uh, not to the degree in which I think uh, should be, but I, I do think that some additional charges will be brought forward federally.
11: Oh, good stuff. What about you, Jerome? You think charges are going to be ever brought against these men? Nope. Real charges. Real charges. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. What is that? Now. Nope. That's all I got. <laughs> he said, "Hey, that's it."
13: Nope.
11: to the lines. What about you, Mr. L S? You think any charges that would be brought against these officers?
3: No, not at all. They they they've gotten away with it, and you know, the, you know, they they're going to walk away from this man like they always do, man. So no, no charges will be brought against them. Not at all. Well, wow, last call for
11: Vanessa. Hopefully her mic's on before we get out of this. set. Vanessa, are you here? Okay. So she did say she's, you know. And what Johnny D said about Vanessa is right. Every week, Vanessa, but is in Vegas. She's, you know, she's doing her thing. <laughs> God bless you. We need to do a retirement <laughs> I, I, show. Yeah, and, and yeah and let her tell people about the proper way to retire. Interesting. Oh, sure, right. yeah, a fair, fair, fair. Oh, there she is. Okay, <laughs> Vanessa, give us your uh, comments yeah. on... Brianna Taylor real quick before we get out of here.
12: Uh, I didn't hear y'all because I'm loading up, but um, I, I did hear something about uh, they're now going to let the police officers speak. I just think it needs to be some justice done for this young lady. It was just really, really tragic to come home from work after working for the people uh, and get killed. I just, I just think that some justice needs to be done, and that governor man, whoever that, that black man was, that
11: did not put out the right information, he needs to be fired. Uh, you mean the, gov- uh, the, the the attorney general? That's why we love Vanessa. Yeah, that you know. government man, whoever that black man is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah his name is Cameron, and, uh, you know, he's not going to be punished because Mitch McConnell going to provide him covered. Yeah, oh, he's going to be punished,
12: is. Jay. Jay, yes, he will. Well, through, you know who's going to punish oh, yeah. him. Well,
11: well, the man's going to get him. Now, God sees everything. and God eventually. But if he repents with his mouth that he's, that the Lord and the Savior, the, the, you know, the Lord okay, is the Savior. I was man. trying to
12: feel good about
11: it. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, he can pull out his, his get out of jail card. You know, hey, I confess with my mouth know. that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I Bam, know. he gets into the pearly he just gates. He took
12: all of my happiness away.
11: Okay, fine. I'll just just retract what I just said. Okay, all right, all right folks. We're gonna step out, take a real quick break. Uh, yeah, even though the discussion part of the show is over, we have so much left. Chatterbox is coming up. A lot of comments on our interview with uh, with Miss Richards. So we're gonna read some of those. And uh, and uh, on a need to know basis, chatterbox is next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side.
8: This message comes from NPR sponsor HBO Max with 537 votes, an HBO documentary film chronicling the political machinations that led
10: to the unprecedented contested outcome of the 2000 presidential election. From executive producer Adam McKay, 537 votes premieres October
2: 21st on HBO Max.
0: Protesters gathered in Waukegan, Illinois, last night following last week's fatal shooting of a black man by a police officer. 19 year old Marcellus Danette was killed, and his girlfriend, 20 year old Tabara Williams, was wounded. Authorities say the officer has been fired, and the FBI is joining the investigation. Attorneys representing Williams are calling the firing a first step in police accountability, but say they are pressing ahead with their own investigation. Chileans are voting today to decide whether to scrap their constitution dating from the country's military dictatorship. The referendum is seen as a milestone in the country's history. NPR's Philip Ries reports attentions are running high. The referendum asks
4: Chileans to decide if they want to dump a constitution imposed 40 years ago during the dictatorship of Augusto Pinochet. Opinion polls suggest they'll say yes. They'll also decide if they want an elected citizens' assembly to write the new one. The vote's happening mid-pandemic in the tense aftermath of last year's mass anti-government protests over social inequality. A new constitution was among the demonstrators' main demands. They hope a new charter will guarantee social rights, compelling the government to provide decent pensions, health care, and education. Opponents of the idea warn it won't meet expectations, adding to tensions in a still turbulent nation. Philip Reeves, NPR News.
0: Major League Baseball's World Series is tied at two games apiece. The Tampa Bay Rays got uh, the Game 4 win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Following ninth-inning misplays, allowed the Rays to score twice in the game with an 8-7 victory. Game 5 tonight in Arlington, Texas. I'm Joy Snyder, NPR News.
11: Welcome back, 347 and 2, 2. It is time for Chatterbox. Comments from our world famous chat room and from the social media sites that we uh, patrol during the course of the show. Mr. L. E. S. Man, anything worth reading from the box from the uh, yes, chat room, I- sir?
3: Yes, Green Beast says Trump is a Russian spy Covina Man says young black women love criminals Whoa, Green said what? Love. Trump is a what? Trump is a, a Russian spy <laughs>
13: mm-hmm.
3: Okay Covina Man says young black women love criminals They want more of gangster love And um, uh, oh, wow. his sister says uh, We can't afford four more years Of this lunatic Vote him out once and for all
11: Listen to Rich Sister trying to flex this morning. All right,
3: Rich Sister, vote that lunatic out of
11: office. All right, we're pressed on time. So I'm going to read. I have four that I'm going to I'll pull, and I'm going to read. All right, so the pastor always gets top-building because he's our man. Pastor Stephen F. Jones, peace and blessings, family. Once again, it's good to hear the voice of Mr. Jerome Spree. God bless you, brother. I want to thank you, Jay, for for the Miss Richards interview Going to recommend members, I'm going to recommend members of my church to go back and listen to it. Very informative. All right, Pastor. I'll pass that word along to her. Sally from Phoenix, Arizona. God bless you, Miss Richards. It was nothing but Jesus that pulled you through. Hallelujah. Woo! She tried go she's trying to get the spirit going on here this morning, Vanessa. Hallelujah. All right, Mariana Music. I love that song. First heard it on the listening Lounge on the on the J. ryle show. I love it. Big ups to Tanya. I admire the courage of this young lady And last but certainly not least It is always wonderful to hear The voice of my Mr. Jerome Spree. Okay, alright Nancy, Wichita, Kansas Thank you for the interview Miss Tanya, her story Or should I say her testimony Was definitely a blessing to hear I want to support her, do you have her contact information Uh, I don't have it Okay, Taylor's Touch She's on Facebook uh, and I promise you, i have the numbers and all that stuff, so anytime someone wants to know, I can pass that information along. All right, a lot of stuff to get to, unfortunately. I can't get to you all because we're up against time, but thank you so much for your support. Without any further ado... five, four,
13: three, two, one. 3, The First Jay. Lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? You want me ...to, take you to right do you the flag of the United States of America...
1: <laughs>
11: Folks, it is so good to say this. It is time for my favorite part of the show, on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. Man, what is going on, sir? What do you have for us this morning? All right. Um, the longest um, okay. regularly scheduled domestic
8: air flight, like the domestic route in the U.S. is back on track. Yeah. I didn't know there was a flight from a Hawaii to Boston, but Hawaiian Airlines resumed their flight from to Boston in time for the holidays, so the airline um, they announced on Wednesday that they will resume in December. The service is twice a week from Hawaii to Boston. Now, I don't know how long that is numerically, I think it's um, I don't know how long is the flight from California to Hawaii? probably
12: five hours
8: it's five hours thank you vanessa so So we're talking about about a nine hour flight
13: that's. Mm. that's about boston.
8: yeah so yep that's back because for those people who would like, like to take that Can't imagine. It. It could, yeah huh? you
12: know what why would they do boston and not you know somewhere else like <laughs> texas or california i mean boston really
8: no no but they do have flights from like
12: you know, some I know other, but are they uh, open are they flying them now
8: Oh, I don't know But they were saying that They they
3: stopped that one Because it was so long, I think When I used to fly to Brazil It was like 9 to 10 hours, man But I, man, it was a good flight
8: Man, I was gonna ask Because I've never Ooh. been on a flight that long So,
13: I
3: don't know how yeah, that would go I, I flew to Germany It was like 9 to 10 hours Yeah, it was, it was long flights, man Yeah, I've been there
13: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Back in the day When they used to let people smoke Yeah, that was crazy <laughs> yeah, that's right.
8: <laughs> I was gonna say we had an ashtray right next to you in the, the armrest, right?
13: <laughs> yeah.
8: Yes. All right. Um so um Pacific Gas and Electric Company said that they'll be cutting power to more than a million people in northern northern and central California today, um, starting at ten AM for as long as twenty four hours, um, because of Ooh. strong wind winds will um mm-hmm.
13: help
8: Fire so um, people are going to have their power cut off, so they're probably not listening mm-hmm. to us in California right now. Wow. It's <laughs> a part of California.
13: <laughs> oh, jeez.
8: Wow. I'm just saying. Okay. They, can, they can hear it in the archives, but they know now. <laughs> so, um, wow. from tribal lands in Arizona and New Mexico um, to storm-battered Louisiana census workers who go door-to-door were unable to reach all households needed to complete um, the census of the U.S. population. So the count was abruptly ended um, last week after a Supreme Court ruling. So the court determined that the number of congressional seats that each state gets where um, roads and bridges were built or are built and how many schools, how schools and healthcare facilities are funded, um, all is determined by the census is how $1.5 trillion of federal resources are allocated annually. And the U.S. Census stopped accounting early. Mm.
13: Mm.
8: Now, this wow. because Trump wanted to have those numbers in early so that they can send that those numbers to Congress. The, um, the executive side gets it early, massages the numbers, and sends it to Congress. He's trying to take out anybody who's illegal out of your account so that they can reallocate congressional districts again.
11: That's why they stopped the count early. 100%. You knew it. Wow. I mean, you knew it, Joe. Yeah. I mean, these folks have been yeah. cheating forever. You knew it.
3: Yeah. They yeah, can't win. That's how they they can't
11: elections. win on the. They can't win on the topics. They can't win straight up. They have to pull this crap to win elections. It's it's
8: unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and what's a, what's a more amazing than that is that the people who are supporting them are supporting the cheating part. And they're like, no, it's the economy. You're watching them do all this illegal stuff that should have half of them in jail. You're watching them do that, but you're saying it's the economy.
13: Yeah.
8: It's, it's, yeah. so The census said that that overall, it's reached more than 99% of the nation's household, but the nation of 330 million people, the remaining 0.1% re- uh, represents Hundreds of thousands of uncounted residents and um, small cities and even a handful of undercounted residents makes a big difference in resources. So other parts of the U.S. where counting fell short of 99.9% was Quincy, Massachusetts, New Haven, Connecticut, Asheville, North Carolina, Jackson, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. Providence, Rhode Island, and Manhattan, where neighborhoods um, emptied out in the spring because of the coronavirus. Mm. again, they think they're going to hit just Democratic areas to try to take those numbers away from them just to reallocate the funds or reallocate the numbers so that they can reconfigure their congressional districts. Mm. Okay. Wow. I don't think I have to say say evil asses too much on this show, but people are really crazy. Yeah. Yep. Now, Mm. the corona cases are rising um, and 79% of U.S. states and ter- territories. And the steepest increase was the Mountain West, according to the CDC. So the virus has not gone away. Forget listening to dotard, but it is not going away. Um, <laughs> now, school kids um, hiding in the back corner of the classroom are, um, are said to be the safest part of the room to avoid um covid according to a new study so the u.s study found that open windows air conditions um and screenings screens on the um those pex perplex those plexiglass screens on each desk help reduce the circulation of aerosols um in a typical classroom but for those of us who used to sit in the back of the room every now and then we find out now that's the safest place to be so have at
13: it. Mm-hmm. People lazy because
8: <laughs> in the back of the room. They're being
13: safe.
8: <laughs> for COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut urge residents not to travel between states after this uptick in um, COVID-19. The governors of all three states um, have asked residents to avoid unnecessary travel or non-essential travel in the, in the tri-state area at, the time, at this time. You know, I know we Which states about, is that,
12: Jerome?
8: That would be New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Oh,
12: okay.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Not very and,
12: good.
8: And, Okay. And, I, and honestly, our numbers are still down, but there are uptick, they're upticks in, you know, some college towns and some other areas that they're just trying to get a handle on it, unlike the other states who act like it's okay to travel. Um, five yeah. people died after getting flu shots in South Korea sparking vaccine fear. So the deaths include a 17-year-old boy, a man in the 70s, um, and North Korea plans to ramp up their winter vaccines because of COVID. So here's the deal. We're getting the same variation of that same um, vaccine for for the flu season. If you don't know, the mm-hmm. flu travels from continent to continent. It's pretty much a... Same strain with different variations, and they're saying that up to five people have already died from their flu shots. So that's going to stop yeah. people wanting to get a flu ago, shot.
12: I got mine two weeks ago. Did you? And, you, and usually when I get a flu shot, I get the flu because they're putting it in your system. But yeah. uh, they took me on a different kind because of my asthma last year and this year, and I feel great. I haven't been sick of mine at all. No.
13: Hmm. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully,
8: everybody will be okay from their flu test. I know everybody's going to start that time of year uh, to give them. So, birth rates will drop. Um, people will stay single for longer. And they said that uh, this is according to scientists. They predict how society will change in a post-COVID world. So, experts from the U.S. reviewed 90 studies to help them predict how COVID-19 could shift social behavior and gender norms even amongst those who are not affected. So they're saying mm. people are going to stay single longer and they're not going to have kids. Or not as many wow. kids. You know. mm. Yeah. Now, Pope Francis announced today that he will name Washington, D.C. Archbishop Wilton Gregory a cardinal next month, making him the first African-American to hold the title of cardinal in the U.S. Now, I didn't know that. I I could have sworn there were black cardinals. I guess they were from other countries. But the, yeah. Announcement, yeah. Yeah. the announcement came as um, the Pope announced 13 cardinals, including Gregory, who's 72. He's in a new class to earn that covenant red hat. The Washington archbishops are typically named cardinals after their appointment, but Gregory um, mm. Gregory's appointment is a historic one as a black people are underrepresented in leadership within the Catholic Church and he'll be eligible to vote for the next pope oh I'm sorry yeah he will be eligible to vote for the next pope until he reaches the cut off age of 80 so oh
13: wow he's 72 they just let him in
3: and he's like oh okay, shit!"
11: Yes. Okay. yeah yeah that's a long going on time there man wow
3: alright
11: <laughs> hey, right, we have time for two more
8: two more Okay. You know, I'll do this one really quickly um, because I forgot to to do this. You know, five of Mike Pence's AIDS test positive for for corona. So I'm not going to go into it, but his AIDS did. And um, the security company that planned to send armed guards to Minnesota have said that they will not send them because they were going to go to jail. You cannot send armed guards to protect polling places. Um, that's wow. intimidation. <laughs> oh,
11: wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, all right, okay. man. Good stuff. That's good information right before the election. That's a good one to end on, man. Let that resonate in your soul, folks, when you go out and vote. You should have voted by now, but hey, if you haven't, you know, make it happen. Uh, you got nine days. All right. It is time for our final thoughts. What a show today. You know, ladies are first around here. Miss Vanessa, final thoughts. Okay, Vanessa. (laughs) All righty, there it is. Vanessa is doing what she's doing. All right, man, Johnny D. Man, final thoughts.
3: Okay. Wow, Johnny, he's,
11: on, he's, on oh, he's on mute, okay God dang it, I mean, what the heck's going on this morning? All right, Johnny, man, sorry that was on me okay. Oh, Miss yes,
4: Elliott, I'm going to blame you That's quite all right I'd like to again, just want to thank everybody For an opportunity to be part of uh, this podcast And definitely shouts out to Sister Tanya Richardson For sharing her testimony in her life uh, Giving everybody some, some real some real education on not not only, you know, being a a cancer survivor and and her her, her company, Taylor's Touch, but also a a realistic um, application of how the Affordable Care Act and the the abolition of that particular uh, brand of health insurance will impact individuals who are dealing with some serious illnesses. And, and thank you all. Like I say, I appreciate it and look forward to uh, next week if it's God's will and my purpose.
11: Absolutely, man. Good stuff. And by the way, uh, I do have a phone number. It's uh, 281-706-2010, 281-706-2010. That's Taylor's Touch. And that's for, I think, Nancy, the lady who asked for that information. There it is. You can get in contact and you support her and what she does. Uh, just give her a call at that number. Uh, okay. Mr. Jerome Free man, final thoughts?
8: Okay, you know, I didn't speak on this earlier, but I just want to say really quickly with a um, uh, Wisconsin man was among 14 that was charged with trying to kidnap um, Gretchen, the governor, Gretchen Whitmore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was another man that was arrested um, recently of trying to kidnap another governor. Now, mm.
13: as
8: far as this concerned, if... Governors have to worry about people trying to kidnap them. Why wouldn't black people worry about protecting themselves? So whenever I hear somebody say something like, why do we need guns? White folks are taking it upon themselves to go try to kidnap governors. <laughs> like, like, not just that person. You have another um, governor, and I can't remember his name right now, that had another kidnap plot just today. Oh, that somebody wow. got arrested for trying to kidnap um, It was a Trump supporter And I can't remember her name But um, she literally Was trying to recruit people To kidnap um, um, The governor of Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine Oh wow hmm. Yeah she wanted to try him for Tyranny and sentence them to exile Or execution So they arrested her butt today oh, wow. Something's up with People And we need to protect ourselves. So don't take anything for granted and stop calling black people paranoid because I think we need to be more conscious about this. If you're going after governors who already have a military, then technically we need to protect ourselves too. So everybody have a good week. And shout-out to Mariana with music. Um, Thanks for your kind words again. And I'll see you guys next week.
11: Appreciate your brother. You know how we feel about your number of love for you. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Final thoughts.
3: Well, I'd like to also like uh thank Tanya Rich for her interview. Man, that was a great interview. Man, I, I, I learned so much and I, I thank you, my sister, and I, I thank God for you. Uh secondly, I'd like to talk to the young folks. If you don't think your voice or your vote is worth anything, then why are they trying to suppress the vote? Why are we waiting 8 to 10 hours in places like Atlanta, Georgia, or Houston, or other, some of these other places to vote, 8 to 10 hours to vote? Why are we waiting so long? Why are they trying to suppress the vote? If your vote doesn't mean anything, and it doesn't, it's not about anything, then why are they trying to suppress your vote? Why are they gerrymandering districts? Folks, you've got to realize, that your vote means something And if you don't get out and have a, voice, a vote You don't have a voice So if something should happen For all you people who don't vote And talk about it, it's a waste of time If something doesn't get passed that you like Or something doesn't happen that you don't like I don't want to see you on Facebook I don't want to hear you complain about not a damn thing Because you had a chance to get out and vote your, your opinion And you did nothing
11: To my three Black sisters that were interviewed on MSNBC to my three woke sisters because you guys are woke because you know Joe Biden hasn't apologized for what he has done or that he voted on the bill. But let me tell you, three sisters, something. Get off your high horses. Stop acting like you know everything because if you were on top of your facts, Joe Biden has apologized for that a long time ago. Do your research. Stop being ignorant. Stop being ridiculous, because all you're going to do is give this man another term in office. Get off this high horse, black people. It's amazing to me that you want to try to hold Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to a standard that our current president don't give a damn whether he meets or not. And you still are saying, well, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Stop it with this nonsense. Get educated and stop being ignorant, because the more and more you talk, we're looking at you through a colored lens. And on that note, Mr. LES, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend?
3: It's time for the serious side of the J Ryes
11: show. Big props to Tanya for coming on and sharing her story. God bless you. And I like like the whole everybody else. God bless you and God speed. So for Vanessa, for Jerome, for my main man Johnny Dean, for Mr. LES, I'm J. Ryle saying how a wonderful work we can remember. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Wear a mask, folks. We'll see you next week.